You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, episode 69, heading back to the rumor mill. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 69 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. Well, today we have worlds of speculation and and a bunch of, uh, we'll say, uh, reactions to different things. Of course, we're, I'm going to talk about Brightburn today. I did get to see that over the weekend, but first, I got to ask you, there was a video online. I don't know if you saw this or not, but there was a... Uh, Somebody took a video in the reading room. They were doing a script read of Game of Thrones. Did you get a chance to see this? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Um, well, of course, you couldn't really hear anything they were saying. But the assumption was, you see shots of Kit Harrington and I'm trying to remember, uh, what's her name, Clark? Amelia Clark. Uh, Amelia mm-hmm. Clark. Yes. And uh, basically, the caption on the video was, was this was the read-through where they found out that Jon Snow kills Daenerys. Oh, okay. And you see this look on his face, and you see uh, Amelia Clark just, you know, faced by it. It's uh, It was rather amusing. <laughs> so if you're out there, it's, go out and find it. Wow. Oh, I, I should have mentioned, I'm sorry, there was a spoiler if you hadn't oh, seen well. this series finale. <laughs> also, uh, this week, uh, Black Widow started filming in Norway, uh-huh. which nobody knows anything that's going on with it. The only thing that we know for sure, uh, it, if you go on IMDb, all you ha- the only listing is, we know Scarlett Johansson's playing Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, and that's all we know. Huh. There's lists of other people. Who's including- directing that? I'm trying to remember what her name is. She um, she directed a couple. I'm trying to remember. Hold on a second. Has it been any of the superhero movies? No, I don't think she, it was. Um, she brand new to the genre? I, I think so. Hold okay. on. Okay. Well, it's not necessarily a bad or a good thing because this is going to be Marvel's first R-rated title under the Marvel banner. So, you know, bringing in a different director with fresh eyes and having something, you know, new to bring to the table will be, you know, not a bad thing. Yeah. Kate Shortland, she's uh, she's Australian filmmaker. She's best known for uh, the Nazi drama lore. She's very much into the spy stuff, Okay. which I think is, I think she's going to be a, a, a great a great lead in for um, for Black Panther. Now, one of the things about Black Panther. Uh, he black. Means black Widow. Yes, I do. I mean we Black all, Widow. We all knew who you meant. We know. Of course. <laughs> Slightly distracted here for a moment while I'm trying <laughs> to do a couple of things. But what's really interesting about Black Widow is, of course, David Harbour is in it, and we don't know who he's playing, although there's been a little bit. And, of course, he uh, anytime anyone interviews him about it, he... He basically says, "I can't t- say a word about this movie, or they'll mm-hmm. fire me." Uh, he, uh, but let's talk about Stranger Things. <laughs> let's talk about Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, well I, well, I don't think he wants to talk about Hellboy because <laughs> that movie, unfortunately, tanked mm-hmm. huge at the box office. It it tanked mm-hmm. really badly. He needs a very successful. Uh, he needs a win. He needs a win. Mm-hmm. He deserves a win. I think because I don't think the issues with. Um, with Hellboy were his fault. I thought he was great as Hellboy. Mm-hmm. But there have been rumors back and forth that he might, that his role might be uh, grim, shall we say, as in Benjamin. So we don't know that's the facts. We don't know that's the truth. 
but that might be part of our introduction to the Fantastic uh. Four. So, pre-thing, you know, yeah. Ben, ben Grimm. Now, of course, Black Widow, everybody's assuming this is a prequel. Uh, if you've not seen Endgame, you might not know why people are assuming that, but it's but a good But we assumption. shouldn't, because it's comic book, and with comic books and soap operas, no one's ever really dead. That's true. That I mean, Jean Grey true. dies like three times a year, so... Yep. That's, that's, you know, not, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. It would be a very interesting, you know, take something that we can see uh, an origin film for Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would like to see that. Um, oh, yeah. But if it isn't, I mean, I'm still I'm still in, you know, no matter what it is, <laughs> uh, I'm in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of um, Marvel movies, I've been uh, reading a lot of stuff on, on Dark Phoenix, and which the majority of it hasn't been that good, unfortunately. Oh. Here's the one thing I couldn't understand is that the entire third act was redone. They shot the reshot the entire third act. They took the final battle out of it was going to take place in outer space. Ooh, um, Shiar Galaxy. Yeah, well, the, maybe. Well, that's what I would have wanted. Yeah, well, and uh, they decided not to do that, and, and the fight go, happens on a train now. If you see if you've seen mm. the latest trailer, the train, Mm-mm. yes, it takes place on a train. No, I've, I guess I've only seen like the first couple of trailers. Well. Yeah. So okay. yeah, so they decided it, outer space is not that interesting. Let's do this on a train instead. Huh. And I was like, why would you do that? And uh, James McAvoy and uh, well, he was uh, he was doing an interview. Him and Michael Fassbender, they were doing an interview uh, uh, Yahoo UK. They talk about this whole third act reshoot, and he said that the reason why that happened was because the ending of their movie was extremely similar to the ending of a of a recent Marvel movie. Do we know which Marvel movie, or well, can we speculate? Since there might be enough to speculate, because the last movie that I can think of in the Marvel universe where. Uh, a fight took place in outer space. That was Captain Marvel with a with a female, powerful female lead. Right. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing too: is one of the other things that they changed was they changed the way that Jean Grey looked when she was the Phoenix. You had that fiery aura. Well, mm-hmm. apparently they've ixnayed the aura, and that might be also because well. She looks an awful lot like Captain Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think Captain Marvel might have been the reason why they, they sh- reshot the whole thing. Well, I mean, okay. It's disappointing that they have to go back and do all that work. But if that had happened, you know, I, I would, you know, probably have made the same decision. Uh, this looks too much alike. You know, at one point of time when people did twinning movies, yeah. like uh, like Dante's Peak and uh, Volcano and things like that. Right. I suppose uh at that time maybe studios really didn't know what each other were doing and now (laughs) now that they can know that early on well so i mean i mean yeah that i I think that has a has a lot to do with it now of course you know you can't help it you can't help these coincidences i mean one of stephen king uh king's banes of existence was the fact that he released under the dome and right about the same time the book came out course the simpsons movie came out <laughs> and he wasn't he had no idea he'd been working on under the dome since he was a young writer like mm-hmm. in his 20s and was finally able to figure out a way to end the, the novel and he did and of course then the minute he releases the novel after decades of working on it then of course the simpsons movie comes out and 
and uh, Springfield is put under a dome. <laughs> so, so there you go. I mean, that, that stuff happens. But um, now, now, uh, you know that while Springfield is under a a dome, <clears throat> and under the dome, they are actually encapsulized. And <laughs> there was my there was my Simpsons geeky guy kind of thing. They, but you know, re- still read under the dome. It's uh, it's a really good book. Oh, um, it's a fantastic book. And it's, and but it, they are in a capsule, so they can't tunnel their way out. Right. Um. That's a that's a big deal. That's a big part of the book. Don't right. Read. Right. There you go. Uh, speaking of rumors, we got to talk about Deadpool because there's been a lot of speculation going on on how they're going to be introducing Deadpool into the MCU. And they, uh-huh. and there were three different ways they were, that they said this was going to happen. The third one is, to me, the interesting one, but we'll, we'll go over the other two. The first one, of course, is, well, they're just going to do Deadpool 3. Right. Might as well just do Deadpool three. We'll do uh, Marvel. will do Deadpool three. It'll be you know the sequel to Deadpool one and two, and we're not going to change anything. We're going to make it R rated mm-hmm. because you know Black Widow is going to be an R rated movie. So they're kind of dipping into that. And although they've seen that Deadpool can in fact work, if not as liked in a PG thirteen setting, uh, you know there's no reason to. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that seems like the most likely of the scenarios. The second one is there was talk that they might bring Deadpool into a Disney Plus as a series, which doesn't seem to me at all to be a likely. Because, again, if you're not going to bring in the Netflix shows into Disney Plus because they're too adult oriented and you want to go more family friendly in Disney Plus, you're not going to do a Deadpool series. Even though, again, they've done a Deadpool PG-13 version. Again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, the third one is what I find interesting. And it may be maybe not as far-fetched as Disney+, Plus, but it's kind of of out there. But there have been rumors circulating around that that the plan is to make Deadpool a big part of Spider-Man 3. Oh. Which goes with the comics. Uh, and of course, if if you remember the uh, credits of Deadpool, of course, Spider Man makes uh, makes an appearance in animated form. So I would be interested in seeing it. I don't know how likely it's going to be, but that seems to be the the prevalent rumor at this point. That don't know if that's speculation or wishful thinking. It, on it's the probably parts. it's probably a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there there's a little more substance to this rumor. But again, this is. You know, bring out your block of salt to take this with. So I don't know. I'd love to see Ryan Reynolds and Tom Holland play off of each other. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but uh, again, we'll have to we'll have to see. Going away from the MCU, let's go. Let's talk a little bit of Star Wars speculation because there's a couple things that have happened. Uh, the first thing is Matt Smith. There's rumors that Matt Smith was going to be part of Episode Nine, and although he didn't show up in IMDb, uh, he was mentioned uh, on the uh, Star Wars, uh, I think it was the international website, that he was listed as being in the cast. Now he's been scrubbed off of that website, so he's nowhere to be seen. Mm. And, of course, there's a lot of speculation about why that is. Now, if he was a part of the movie, now he's not. Is it because he, he got angry and walk off? Well, because he didn't get a purple lightsaber. Because he didn't get the purple lightsaber, or did he have a really small part and it was cut? And he's not going to wind up being in the movie. Here's the main thing that people are thinking, and I, I, I have a feeling this may be the case: is the fact that that Matt Smith is going to be in the movie, 
And his role is so spoilery, they don't even want people to know that he's a part of the movie. Mm, Now, this won't be the first time that he's been in um, he's been in a role like that, because, of course, Terminator Genesis was a big spoiler about who he actually was in the movie. I'm hoping that the Star Wars thing will work better for him than (laughs) than Genesis, because that that movie, uh, well, let's just say wasn't the best. But most people think that he's probably still in the movie. But again, huge spoilers about who you know his actual involvement they thought you know the speculation was he might have been part of the first order mm-hmm. because for some reason now that he's gone to hollywood he plays villains now hmm. uh, almost exclusively from of course skynet in genesis to playing charles manson and charlie says he's in the new Mor- uh, morbius movie plays another villain who may be the main villain <laughs> Well, you know, uh, we Americans, we love our British uh, villains. <laughs> we love yeah. them. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even if they have to develop American accents to play those mm-hmm. villains, yes, definitely. So, again, there's been other speculation that he might be a clone of Palpatine. Mm. There could be a lot of different things mm. he might be, but we don't. So, whether he's in the movie or not, we don't know yet, but I guess we will find out. But that wasn't the biggest rumor that's been going around. And this rumor comes from MakingStarWars.net. They claim that they have some inside sources, and normally this is the kind of rumor I would just completely blow off, except it's it came from MakingStarWars.net, because they've come out with some predictions that seemed off the wall and very insider, and they were 100% right about them. So you have to kind of give this a little bit more weight, but it's one of those really weird rumors, which is basically that we're going to find out that more about Ray's parents in this movie and that it, we're going to find out that uh, Ray happens to be Han Solo's daughter. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which is... Well, I mean, I guess as far as, you know, incestuous relationships, uh, uh, Star Wars isn't a stranger to it. <laughs> right. But what people... Surprise, sister! Yeah, but, well, here's the thing. What makes it... What makes it worse, and why a lot of people are losing their minds about it, is Ray is not Leia's daughter. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, this okay. is this is this is not you know uh, Kylo Ren and Ray are would be half brother and sister. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people are really losing their minds of the thought that you know that Han Solo. Oh no, he didn't cheat on Princess Leia. No. No. <laughs> What? Uh, come on, guys. I mean, if we know Han Solo, it's it's not that yeah, far-fetched. Uh, and Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Regardless of whatever they might have done to Star Wars movies or however they edit it, everybody knows Han Solo shoots first. He shot first. He yeah. shot first. And, and, uh, and what we saw of their relationship in The Force Awakens, they weren't on the best of terms. Yeah. So, you know, depending on whenever they did split up, it, it, it wouldn't be that surprising to that's, me. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's definitely true. But I tell you, a lot of people in the fandom are losing their minds over this. In fact, I was watching Nerdist News with Jessica Chobot, and she was talking about this rumor, and she was flipping out. She was <laughs> she, she said she had a Han Solo... Uh, General Leia's shirt, she had a, <laughs> and she would burn it on the set in front of everybody. The camera's rolling. If this this rumor turns out to be true, she was so upset about it. <laughs> and you, 
And so I don't know how I feel about this. If it's true, it seems like that might have been the reason why Ryan Johnson retconned uh, Ray's parentage because he thought, oh, the fans aren't going to like it if they go down this road. And J.J. Abrams is bringing this all back. But, I mean, if you look at the the cast of the uh, of the movie, there's a lot of characters that appeared in one that didn't appear in two, or, or in this case, episode seven that didn't appear in eight that are coming back for nine. And mm-hmm. so they're trying to wrap all this up. So, But the, the thing about it is if Ray, everybody's thinking that Ray is the Skywalker, you know, and the name would rise a Skywalker. But if Ray's not a Skywalker, then what's going on? Right. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. So this this little bit of speculation muddies the water, shall we say, a lot more as far as, you know, what this last movie is going to be. But, you know, we still got till Christmas to find out. So going from Marvel slash Star Wars to DC, and we talked about this last week about uh, Robert Pattinson being uh, mm-hmm. the rumors that he was the front runner for Batman, that he was going to be the new Batman. Well, it, the studio has confirmed, in fact, that he is Batman. So right. Feel free to be as as happy or upset about that as as you want. You know, it is what it is. Although it seems like what the studio is saying is that there's going to be a trilogy of films made with Robert Pattinson as the Batman, but it's going to be standalone. It's not going to be part of the DCEU. Don't expect to see him with Aquaman or Wonder Woman or, or anything like that. It's going to be very much or any like, of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> or exactly that it's not gonna it's gonna be its own thing just like the, the walking phoenix joker movie right mm-hmm. that it's gonna be its its own separate thing so but uh so it has been confirmed so so if there are any uh anyone out anyone who's out there who's upset about that i guess start a petition that's kind of how that goes but uh speaking of being upset about uh the bat family the Batwoman trailer was aired this week. Oh, uh, I didn't, I, didn't, no, didn't, I didn't. I didn't know it came out. Well, yeah, well, there were some people were really upset about it. Oh, now no. we talk because because people have to. Some people have to be upset about certain things. But it's like we talked about before. With you know, you have Ruby Rose's Batwoman. It's kind of stunt casting. She's she's like, yeah, she could play Batwoman, absolutely. But let me tell you where some people got upset. There were a couple of lines. In the trailer, one of them involves, you know, a trip into the Batcave. And I'm thinking maybe Lucius Fox's son or a relation to Lucius Fox that works with Bruce Wayne. But uh, she finds the costume and she says, you're going to have to fix it. And he goes, that suit is perfection. She goes, it will be when a wo- when it fits a woman. That was the first one. The second one was where she's in the the bat suit, but you don't see the red hair because it, it's more, you know, the bat cow. Mm-hmm. And a little girl looks up and says, it's Batman. And she's like, they they think I'm, it's my cousin. He's like, I'm not going to let a man take credit for a woman's work. And so then the next scene is, of course, you see the red symbol and you can see the red hair and all that. So that, that the costume's been changed. And so some people were upset by this because it's like, oh, two uh, man-hating, uh, andro-hating mm-hmm. shots in this trailer already. It's like this is going to be just man-bashing left, right, and center, <laughs> you know. And, of course, there's a scene in the trailer, you know, where you see Kane and in in, you see her in the army and she has a girlfriend who's in her squad and they get caught, apparently. So... I can't say a lot because I don't know the number, but it seems like there are people who are upset by they feel like this is going to be 
this is just going to be a man bashing on parade. And just because of those, those two scenes, I got to say, I mean, it didn't bother me because I don't feel threatened by that stuff. So especially if you go back and look at a lot of other things from the past, it went the other way for a really, really long time. (laughs) And a lot of it was egregious. So again, like I said, I don't feel threatened by this. This doesn't bother me at all. I guess, I mean, from just a little bit of description, I, I mean, what are your thoughts on? Well, you know, I haven't seen it, so I'll have to, I'll have, I'll hold off on opinions until I see it. Yeah, because yeah. I want, I want to go into this uh, knowing, you know, what what it's like. Uh, is it, is it just the trailer? Is it, you know, oh man, bashing feminist propaganda? People are saying that about The Handmaid's Tale, you know. So yeah, uh, well, and they're saying that about Captain Marvel, and they're saying that about a lot of things. So, well, they said that about um, the Ghostbusters reboot. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, I can see where people might feel like this, this trailer is kind of leaning into that. But, again, I, I don't find that personally threatening. Mm. I mean, and we don't know exactly what her, her views and opinions of men are because there's, it's, that's not really in the trailer. But even if she is somebody who maybe has an issue with, with guys for, for justified or unjustified reasons, there are characters that uh, in movies and television that are – obviously blatantly misogynistic and so i again you know if if it's if it's a necessary part of the character i i think that characters should have you know their own opinions you know flawed as they might be i think that's just character development so i'm in the same view i think that you're in that until you've actually seen the show what can you really say about it so but let's talk let's talk um let's talk a couple of trailers that released this week uh, the first one, the the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I know yes, you've seen that. Uh-huh. The prequel to the Dark Crystal. Right. Uh, I've been looking forward to that for a while, and man, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be so good." Meets everything that you know, all your expectations and more. It yeah, it it looks so good, and the practical effects. I mean, you yeah. know, it's a puppet. You can reach out and and touch it and hold it in your hands, and and all the CGI that they do use is just so seamless and flawless. Oh yeah, I'm very excited. Oh yeah, I mean, it looks it looks fantastic, and I mean, of course, you're going to be going into it knowing how it's you know that's heading to a, a dark yeah. place. Obviously, if you've seen the Dark Crystal, but. Yeah, revisiting that world is going to be mm-hmm. fantastic. I, I can't wait for and that. Even if you haven't seen The Dark Crystal, I think if someone went into this completely blind, not knowing, you know, having no knowledge of the first movie or anything, I think they would enjoy this just as much because it doesn't look like you need prior knowledge to be immersed in this world and to understand what's going on. Oh, yeah. And, and I think it, it'll be a different viewing uh, experience if you've, uh, if you've not seen the original you know, it'll be a different viewing, but I think it'd still be a really good one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, after after watching this, you know, somebody might go, I, I wonder um, wonder how this is really t- winds up turning out in the end and go watch The Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's almost like, I mean, you, you look at the trailer, it's like, it's like they had, didn't miss a beat at all. It's like right back into that world flawlessly. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And yesterday... Uh, when uh, well, we're filming this Friday, so Thursday, Pixar released their trailer for Onward. Oh my goodness, Onward! So <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland and uh, Chris Pratt play the role of uh, two brothers in this 
very suburbanized, modernized fantasy world. Yes. Oh, it, it looks so good. It's it's as if uh, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, they're like, we've been playing this game of Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, Disney, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it looks, it looks great. And mm-hmm. I, of course, when I saw the trailer, I was like, especially how much you enjoy Disenchanted. I knew this was going to be completely in your wheelhouse. <laughs> and I, I love that type of stuff myself. Yeah. So I, of course, we only got the, the teaser trailer. And there's just so many great little moments. The mm-hmm. the mermaid sitting in the kiddie pool yes. on her smartphone. Her shell phone. No, I don't know if it's really a shell phone, but I would call it a shell phone if I was her. The bridge trolls doing the bridge tolls yeah. was just perfect. Oh, my gosh. And all they needed was like, you know, three Billy Goats gruff going through there. It's just oh, uh, yeah. lawn gnome that fell asleep and was supposed to be mowing, <laughs> the, lawn. Be mowing the lawn. Get back to work. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of great stuff in there. I, uh, and it or, looks like it's going to be chocked full of those little Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tons of little references. Like, of course, Pixar, when it comes to storytelling, uh, they're just the best. Right. And, and of course, you know, with, you know, Tom Holland and with, uh, you know, uh, being able to play this. Uh, Chris Pratt being able to play off his brothers. And of course, Chris Pratt is very much from the trailer. It seems like he's really into the way the world used to be. The magical world used to be. And Tom yeah. Holland is well, very in, modern, very uh-huh. well entrenched in the modern fantasy. Now world. we haven't got exactly, uh, do we know, I mean, ogres, is that what we, what we're thinking here? Do, do we know what they are yet? I think they're elfish. Elfish. Okay. All right. Cause yeah, they're, 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 blue. Bro- they're elves. Yeah. They're blue skinned and you know, there's all kinds of, people in this world and that they drive in a van with a painting on the side of it it's just it's just yeah. fantastic oh yeah the screwdriver uh-huh. uh, gear shift and oh yeah it's uh yeah and one says we're going on a quest and the other one says no we're going on an errand <laughs> it's, it's a quest yes i'm um, so. i'm excited to see this film and yeah. i also think that the cosplayers are just going to go nuts with this one. Oh, yeah. yes i definitely foresee cosplayers creating a mermaid in a pool to, that they can walk around in yeah i'm definitely going to i, I can't wait to see what people come up with oh yeah this. that that's going to be mm-hmm. that's going to be amazing well before we get to the bright burn review which i i do want to talk about there was one little piece of news from last saturday uh, unfortunately Fans of comic books are probably well aware of Mile High Comics in Denver, Colorado, the biggest comic book store in the world, about the size of two warehouses. Just about everything you can imagine is is in this um, in this uh, store. In fact, if you want like the best tour you can imagine, go to Kevin Smith's YouTube page. He does a tour of Mile High Comics. It's amazing. But Saturday, somebody broke in. And they stole about 14 comics out of there of a worth of a bit over $42,000. These comics were in a, uh, in a glass case. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a video of the, there's a single person who broke in, who smashed in the case, wound up cutting himself, breaking into the case, but he, uh, he didn't get everything. He had a list, uh-huh. a paper list that wound up getting left at the scene and he didn't get everything on his list, but he did wind up getting 14 comics. But as you can imagine, very valuable comics because of the war. They mentioned he got a copy of New Mutant uh, number 98, which was the first appearance of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So that was worth a lot of money. Avengers number one. Oh, wow. And Justice League of America number one out of this case. So, But like I said, it was a combination. Like There's 14 different comics. 
What does he think he's going to do with those? See, that's the thing about it is they, <laughs> you can't. I mean, everyone's going to know where they came from. <laughs> well, assuming that they, they're planning, if he's a comic book geek and he just wants those valuable comics, he's going to keep them. I can, I can get that. But I would say he's working for somebody who might be a comic book geek because he didn't know what to look for. He had to take a list. Uh-huh. Somebody had to give him a list saying, get these. Uh-huh. Gave him a you know this evil shopping list of break in and get these. You're 100% right. There's no way they can sell those If you have the money to hire someone to get those, do you not have the money to try to purchase those at auction? I'm I'm just completely baffled by this, but I'm not – I don't have that criminal mind mentality, I guess. I can't even picture what use, what what possible gain they have from this. Yeah, well – I mean, obviously, the only possible gain you can you can get from this is, you know, just having them. But the problem is that means that you are in possession of stolen goods and you will remain in possession of stolen goods. So it's Mm -hmm. like you can get caught at just about any time. Yeah, I'm not saying it's as bad as stealing the Mona Lisa, but maybe I I don't know the American Gothic. (laughs) Uh, it's it's pretty up there. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty freaking yeah. obvious. So, uh, a Gutenberg Bible. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but as we get more news, we'll let you know how this turns out. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, he left DNA behind. I just yeah saying that's that plus the handwriting on the note, depending on whether they wrote the note or if it was a typed out note or whatever. But yeah. If uh, any new news comes out, of course, we'll we'll talk about this on the program because we're going to have to, certainly. So look, I did want to end up today with um, with Brightburn. I don't want to go into too much about it. You haven't seen it nope. because Mm-mm. horror movies aren't your thing. Well, I don't mind horror movies. Some of them, you know, I look forward to and stuff, but meh. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> well, of course, going into the movie, especially if you've seen the trailers, you know that this is a pastiche of the Superman story. Yeah. I guess I really like the slasher films better yeah. than like, you know, uh, but sorry, keep going. Oh, well, this is definitely a slasher film. So this <laughs> might actually kind of dip into your wheelhouse okay. a little bit. I am going to talk a little bit of spoilers on this. Uh, I'm not going to go into the end of the movie, but there are a few things that I do want to talk about that, if you've not seen the film, might be considered spoilery. So turn off the podcast. Yeah, and then come and then come back afterwards. But the thing about the, um, about the movie is it is definitely, I, there's no question that this is a... Uh, a takeoff on Superman because I mean it's it's the story except for the fact that it's um uh, he's not the best guy in the world so but I will say one of the, like I said a lot of different pastiches uh, and one of them you do see in the trailer where where our titular character Brandon Breyer so of mm-hmm. course you know he's got the double consonant name mm-hmm. so Brandon Breyer who's our um, villain uh, you see the trailer where he grabs the girl's hand and she starts screaming. Yeah, he breaks her hand. This is huh. which I always I said, oh, they're they're doing Superman too, where you know uh, Zod. Mm-hmm. But then he cracks her hand, and then and this gives you an idea about what this movie's like. Then he breaks her wrist. Just mm-hmm. when you think she's there's that there's that one two punch where they'll do something really messed up, and then he'll make it a little it worse. <laughs> make it just a little bit worse when you think, okay, it's over. No, it's not quite over. So. That's a lot of this film. Now, I know some some of the reviewers, and Chris Stuckman, who I really, I, I watch a lot of his reviews. I'm, I really like 
like his, a lot of his stuff, one of the things that he brought up, and, and he wasn't the only reviewer, but he mentions he would have liked to have gone into the film not knowing this was a Superman pastiche. Oh, okay. Um, Just so, thinking it was like a horror movie, yeah, like I think it's scary a, kid. Yeah, scary trope. kid. And mm-hmm. then to learn, oh my God, it's Superman. And he mm. talked about it at the beginning of the movie. You have the spaceship crashing and you know, okay, even if you hadn't seen the trailers, you're like right at the beginning. This is a Superman story. You, There's no question about it. He's like, they should have held off on that. And I can see his point of view on that. But I am going to say this. First of all, the movie does play on the fact that you know what kind of story this is going in. So it, it can it can play on your expectations for the story. Uh, I think some of the best stories realize that, that people are watching them or reading them or whatever, and you, you play into that and play into their expectations. And I think, you know, they were able to do that really well. So I can see why they would lead off with people saying, well, you know, people knowing that this is a, you know, a Superman story. But at the same time, if you have a story, if you, especially a movie, where a surprise is a big part of your story, you are really rolling the dice to do that in a movie. And the reason for that being, and we've talked about this before, is if you've got this really great twist in your movie, the people cutting the trailer are going to like, oh, dude, that's cool. We've got to put that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. They Constantly, they do that. They don't think about what's the best for the movie. You know, they think of what's going to be really cool for the trailer. And if the story had been written to that they were going to make the the whole Superman pastiche a surprise, I think by the time the trailer would have come out, that would have been that have been it. I think mm-hmm. they would have they would absolutely would have cut the trailer the same way. You would have still had the scene with the baby and the mm-hmm. spaceship, and it'd be like, oh, this is like Superman. They would have completely spoiled the surprise. Like I said, any director who has a big twist in their movie that the movie is dependent upon, I think they're they're taking a real risk that it's not going to get spoiled in the trailer. And mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a risk that uh, isn't going to pan out for you, I'm afraid. I think that it it's way too tempting for the people cutting the trailers to go and... Uh, and reveal it in the trailer just because it's so cool. But I do have to say, I, I did enjoy the movie. It was fun in a way that horror movies tend to be fun. <laughs> and like I said, the the ending was, I don't want to really go into the ending, but it wasn't exactly what I expected. Mm, Let's just okay. say it was pretty grisly. It, I wouldn't say it was the goriest movie that I've seen, but I will say that uh, when they decided to go there, they went there. They <laughs> they stayed. They packed a lunch. It was pretty <laughs> bad. So, And uh, as far as horror movie, I mean, I wouldn't say that it was as emotionally disturbing as something like Hereditary that was uh-huh. brutal as all get out. But yeah, whatever you're expecting a Superman horror movie to be, it was that. <laughs> yeah. If I was doing a Superman horror movie... I would expect to see this. You, you, you'll see this. Okay. <laughs> you, you will definitely, you'll see that. And uh, yes, he's got just like Superman. He's got laser vision, and uh, he he uses it to kill people. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. in, in really horrible ways, as you can imagine. Somebody who could shoot lasers out of their eyes. How badly could you kill somebody that way? Yeah. Well, yeah. So if you haven't seen that yet, and you like horror movies, and you like superhero movies, and you're not sure which one you want to go see, go uh, see Brightburn. Go see Brightburn and get the whole get the whole thing. So it certainly gets my recommendation. So man, I'll tell you what, this weekend's going to be interesting. Oh, we have so much stuff to look forward to. Mm-hmm. 
course, we're, we're recording on Friday, and so tonight... You're going to go see Godzilla. I'm going to see Godzilla. And I'm going to go home and watch Good Omens. You're going to watch Good Omens. <laughs> yes, Good Omens came out, actually came out yesterday at midnight. Yes, uh-huh, which I was sleeping during, and then I had to go to work today like a, you know, plebeian. <laughs> yeah, oh, I get you. Well, I, I decided, when I saw that it was out, I was like, you know... I, I got so much stuff planned. I'm definitely going to see it this weekend. I thought, you know, I could binge watch it on Sunday. And then I thought, is that blasphemous to binge watch Good Omens on Saturday? <laughs> I think that might be blasphemous. I'm not. Never. I, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the case or not. But um, of course, tonight at eight o'clock, the Deadwood movie comes out uh, on HBO. Uh huh. So uh, I don't have HBO, so I'm going to have to wait. Uh, for Amazon streaming to have mm-hmm. it available for me to watch it. But I've been hearing a lot of good things about the Deadwood. They said that uh, you were looking, everybody who loved the show, who's been waiting all these years for a closure, you're going to get it. Awesome. And it's going to be fantastic. Yay. So and I'm, Deadwood, there was never real, there was never a bad episode of Deadwood. Oh, yeah. You know, the fact that they had to cut it off was because it got expensive. And now HBO's got their all their Game of Thrones money. So. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. can afford to put some they money can, into Deadwood, so they can throw we're excited. A, you know, and maybe if this does well, maybe we'll get the uh, we'll get the uh, movie to end Carnival that we've been waiting for. Oh, mm-hmm. I would love to see an ending to that because that was an amazing series as well. Mm-hmm. And between that and Deadwood, I think is one of the reasons why I stopped really lost watching. your faith in HBO. Like I trusted you, HBO. I well, trusted you. Well, no, it, it hurt me on on, on everything. Like mm-hmm. a like a like a really really bad girlfriend might make make you off of women <laughs> for a while. I really didn't want to start watching a TV show until it ended, mm-hmm. and I knew we were going to get an ending. That meant I had to wait years for Breaking Bad. It was worth the wait, but yeah, I, I didn't get the chance to enjoy it like other people did. But at the same time, it saved me from Lost. Right. So it's it served me as well as as it's you know, delayed me. But uh, yeah, I'm the spoiler free reviews I've been seeing on Deadwood so far. Oh, I cannot wait. They've been glowing. Absolutely Mm. glowing. So and of course, you know, Sunday, forgive me, Lord, for I know not what I do. Six hours of good omens. And we'll (laughs) definitely talk about that when we come back. Uh, next time. So with that said, we come to the end of episode 69 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production.